Hi! Welcome to Buy Its Cover, one marriage's journey through movie night using only the movies and covers available on streaming services. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin Eggleston. And I'm your other host, Brie Eggleston. And we are doing great. Are we? Eh. <laughs> I mean, we like everything we say has an asterisk at the end of it for 2020. It's just <laughs> like, we need people to know we're fine relative to everything else in 2020. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Food, shelter, still got a job, our dogs are doing well, and we're still watching movies and talking to you guys. Yeah, that's true. Um, turns out I did find out there's a limit to where I will go on Netflix, and uh, I won't go further. I'm just, I'm very tired of movies. <laughs> I'm not tired of doing these movies, but yeah. I'm just like, I'm like watching anything that I once was excited about. I was like, mm, I don't want to do this. I don't anymore. know. We watched Birds of Prey the other night, and... I really enjoyed it. It was better than anticipated. I mean, I don't know whether it's one of those movies that I had just heard things, so my expectations were fairly low. And mm-hmm. since it went over them, I'm giving it a higher score. But I, like, I was enjoyed it. I, I don't, I don't get why it got the heat that it got. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. Uh, we're not going to talk about Birds of Prey, though. Nope. Uh, we are going to talk about a movie that I'm betting stars a strong female protagonist. It, yeah. Yeah, we are watching. Did you forget the title? No, we were watching uh, Triangle. <laughs> the Triangle. I feel like we should watch. Oh no, it's just Triangle. Yep. I'm sorry, you're right. I know. There's I... no article to that. No definite article. Thank um, you. I I got half of it right. Yeah. You got the shape, so points. Yep. Uh, triangle, and what I like is, um, I think it just continues a series of movies about shapes that I think I might enjoy. The Cube. <laughs> sphere okay the cube really messed me up though the circle we we didn't watch the circle you didn't watch the circle oh i didn't either but you stepped on my (laughs) my shape puns (laughs) Um, i don't know if that's considered a pun i think it's just a odd theme just step on everything okay (laughs) i take back the asterisk guys 2020 not great (laughs) we're struggling (laughs) Um, I don't think, is there a movie with squares? There's holes. Those are circles, usually. (laughs) Squares. I know, but I got excited thinking about holes because, um, Dulé Hill's in it and he's in Psych. And Psych. We didn't, we didn't bring up anything that should mention Psych for you. But I'm always low-key thinking about Psych. I know. Because it's one of my favorite series. I know, you're always thinking about Psych, I'm always thinking about tacos. Yeah. All right, so we're looking at Triangle. Bree, will you give me a quick run through what that uh Sure. Uh, like? It is it's a mirror image except the top half is a lady carrying a hatchet. Uh she is not carrying that hatchet. You are mistaken. Oh, oh it looks like the mirror image which actually is a creepy guy in a mask is holding an axe upside down yeah we have issues uh around why do we have so many sharpened objects sharpened wedge-based implements (laughs) uh and she looks like she's been road hard and put away wet god that is you've used that saying so many times in our marriage Uh never have you ever said it in like a sexual context or any sort of way that sounds dirty but that saying 100 percent of the times you say it makes it sound dirty Right. I didn't know that it wasn't dirty until a couple of years ago when I found out it was about horses and how they cool down after exercise. I think I think that's a lie. <laughs> Your parents always meant it as a dirty saying. And they're just like, shit, she's on to it. And then when you ask, they're like, oh, it's about horses. I mean... Your family's not horse people. It's not like they know well, that saying either. Well, that's why I didn't know it was a horse thing until several years but, ago. Uh, but you just, you use it at inopportune times. I mean... <laughs> Does it make you a little like, ugh? <laughs> or like, is it just, ugh? It's like the moist of idioms, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me uncomfortable every time you say it. And I'm like, it shouldn't. It's she just looks words. Rough. She looks rough. I mean, she looks like Goldie Hawn in, sh- in that movie. She played a shipwrecked person. Or Overboard. Overboard. There we go. <laughs> with Kurt Russell. Yeah, so maybe this guy with the axe is her Kurt Russell. <laughs> so it, it looks like in the background there is a sailboat, 
of yeah. some kind. Uh, the mirror image, the reflection is cut off pretty clearly by like an ocean kind of theme. Um, it stars Melissa George, who I really enjoy as an actress and can't for the life of me tell you anything else she's been in right now. Yeah, you could have made up that this was her debut movie and I'd have been like, sure. Uh, some guy named Michael Dorman, who I don't recognize his name. Kevin, do you want to tell us what the the uh, title or the what is that one thing? The tagline. Yep that that thing. You tagged me in on the tagline. Yep, All right. I needed that. Like wrestling. Uh, it says terror comes in waves. Oh. So, we also you forgot to mention the mirror image as wearing a mask. I think I said it without uh, features. It's creepy. It's yeah. like from The Strangers with yeah. Liv Tyler. Uh, rem- reminded me of the Collector. Oh, mask yeah. It's eyeless, but it's got clearly defined like where this is where eyes would go. Should go. Yeah, he's hold, we mentioned he's holding a hatchet. There's a, a I yacht, think that's an axe. An axe. Yes, this, this is clearly it, an axe. It's large enough. It's long. Um, I like how they're up, like opposite images. They're mirror images. But then with the addition of the boat, it makes a triangle. Lots of triangles. Kind of a lopsided triangle, though. It's not... In a sausage. Well, she triangle. looks rough, so she's not an acute triangle. <laughs> so, Kevin, what do you think? Sorry, this... was that obtuse? Was that math <laughs> pun too obtuse for you? <laughs> I'll make it right angle for you. <laughs> oh goodness! I have regrets for how this podcast has started, but I don't after this. It's I made up I enjoyed for it. it. <laughs> All right, so terror comes in waves. Which terror? What did you think I said? It sounded like you said Tara. I'm like, that's a name. Yeah. <laughs> Tara. Because she got road up. hard and put away <gasps> wet. So Tara came in waves. I knew you were going to go there the minute I said it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you throw a softball at me. I'm going to Casey at bat that shit. Wait, it's a that terrible example. Casey at bat say, struck out. So well, we don't know if these jokes land with an audience. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I also, I, so I, I think, what's your prediction for this movie? Because I have predicts. I, <laughs> I'm very We con- don't have a lot of time. I'm shortening words up. Uh, we have all the time. This is our podcast. Um, I think it's going to be Bermuda Triangle based. Okay, thank you. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Like that triangle is going to refer to Bermuda Triangle. If it doesn't, if it's just like, no, we really like the shape triangle. You know, before we get to our predictions, this was actually a recommendation by somebody that listens to our podcast. It's true. Uh, this was re- recommended to us by uh, an artist friend yep. in the local scene. His name's Robert. So thank you for that, Robert. Do you know what? Do you want to take a second to look up his Instagram handle? Because he has some pretty cool art. We will have to hit that uh, when we get back. Okay. I'll look it up then because my f- my phone is at nine percent. Um, <laughs> he clearly did not plug it in today. <laughs> I have not, and I've been a busy, busy boy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so we'll we'll get back to you with Robert's uh, Instagram handle because he's got some really super art to check out. Uh, as for my predictions, I think this boat will be sailing in the Bermuda Triangle, and then there will be. Lots of fog at some point, and I'm thinking that this entity that we see with the mask is going to go on a killing spree. And uh, it's not a big boat, though. Well, but we don't know how. I mean, it's kind of a dingy dingy. (laughs) We I used it because it worked multiple levels. Dingy means tiny. Yes, and dingy is a small boat. (laughs) It's a tiny small boat. I am. Layers upon layers of jokes in this podcast. <laughs> Masterclass right now. I just, I can't even handle it. It's just too much for me. I know. You get this all for free, baby. I know. So do they. Yeah. You guys should actually be sending us money now that I think about it. No. Pony up. <laughs> uh, Kevin, do, what are your predictions? <laughs> no, we're not going back to the pony puns. <laughs> Uh, my predicts are, are as such. <laughs> I just want to let you know, Kevin has not had any alcohol. He's just Friday night feeling funny. Yep. That's what I am. A Friday night jokester. Okay. My prediction. Mirror image is going to be setting up that this is her hallucination. <gasps> oh. 
she's going to be the masked killer. <gasps> My big guess. But you do think it's going to be on their Bermuda Triangle? Bermuda Triangle, or I think it'll be in some, like, other name, but clearly referencing Bermuda Triangle, like, they'll call it the Devil's Triangle. Oh. Which sounds like, like ye olde slang for vagina. <laughs> Her whispering eye. <laughs> oh, your, your dinghy penetrated the Devil's Triangle, eh? I feel like Many you... a seaman's been lost in that Devil's Triangle, I you... tell you. <laughs> You know, I have to say, we mark every episode explicit, but I feel like this one is going to be extra explicit. But just for idioms. Yeah. <laughs> like, just for using colloquial speech. <laughs> Didn't say a single swear word, but we're like... <laughs> just like, dirty, dirty old people talk. Um, we're not that old. We are, kind of. Okay, and then also the other thing that made me, like, I, I'm not that much of a genius. Um, I mean, I am enough. <laughs> Of one, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna Come give on. you props on that. We call this fishing, uh, <laughs> and we're not on a which boat. Which you might currently. do in the Devil's Triangle. Um, <laughs> but it said it will twist you and terrify you over and over. And that was uh, Alan Jones from Fright Fest. Over and over. Mm -hmm. That's what that made me think of. That song. It shouldn't have. Oh, baby. Baby, you have the voice of an angel. You stop. You, it's like, it's like heaven's own orchestra. <laughs> Just playing, playing a tune. But. But I don't have any idea what that song was. Crimson <laughs> oh. uh, and Clover. But when they. You love that song. Oh, hon, you should have just made up a song that I didn't know because that didn't sound like Crimson and Clover. Oh. It was delightful. Oh. <laughs> Don't make me the asshole here. <laughs> now that's, we earn the explicit. That's what our Twitter poll is going to be is, Cavin an asshole? Well, yes Kevin. or no? <laughs> huh. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Hey, Kevin. So, yeah, any, but like, if, if anytime you tell me there's a twist in this movie, I'm like, it's always going to be the serial killer is actually like a member of the party. Oh. Or it's a, it's all in her mind. I think they're going to Jacob's Ladder it. Okay, well, I don't get that reference, but I believe that you did. Okay. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're just feeling spiteful because I didn't <laughs> understand it was Crimson and Clover. <laughs> so you're like, I'm taking away your references, too. <laughs> all right, Brie. Um... What uh, what does Judge Joe Wapner call his wristwatch? I don't know. What does he call it? Judgment time. And we are back having just finished Triangle. Yep. Yep. A movie based on one of the more underrated shapes. <laughs> What's your favorite shape? Uh, you know... Based on my proportions, Sphere. Oh. Which is a, the worst Michael Crichton movie, but <laughs> an okay shape. Um, what about you, Brie? What's your favorite shape? I feel like you, you had an answer ready to go. Heart. Is a heart a shape? Yeah. I guess. I mean, it's always an option in the little drop-down thing on Word. Yeah. I Under shape. <laughs> that's how we <you> shapes. <laughs> Oh, like if you can press a marshmallow into it, I guess it counts as a shape. Um, all right, triangle. What did we snack on? Uh, I, you made lunch. I did. I made a tasty Szechuan chicken. Yes, but before we get into that, what's Robert's Instagram handle? I, I. All right. So we did remember we folks just tuning in or still listening. This was a recommendation <laughs> to us from uh, Robert. And Robert uh, has a great artist account on Instagram. It's called Robert Schmobert. Spell it. R-O-B-E-R-T-S-H-M-A-B-E-R-T. Okay, good. Some people could potentially throw a C in there. They could. They'd be wrong because then they wouldn't be Robert <laughs> Schmobert. But I guess. I, but I've never heard Robert pronounced with a C in it. Not wrong. <laughs> the Schmobert part. No, I like the way I did that. All right, so we had some tasty Szechuan chicken, which also has uh, two C's in it, three C's. <laughs> I know how to spell. 
how how was the Szechuan chicken, Brie? Kevin, you're an amazing cook. I I appreciate every meal you make for me. Would you say that I I go beyond being just a cook, and uh, I might even be a chef? Yeah, that has a C in it. It does. It's Kevin the chef. So many C's. I can really do any job that has a C in it. I could be a sea captain like they needed in Triangle. <laughs> oh, they needed a lot of things in Triangle. <laughs> All right, Brie. Uh, so do you want to give us a, a summary of this movie? But I'm going to have to limit you on the number of words. Uh, 50 words or less. Ready, go. A group of people go on a yacht and then get shipwrecked and saved by a sea cruiser. What's that thing called? Cruise ship. <laughs> a sea cruiser you know <laughs> think you go on cruises at the sea <laughs> I, I feel like if i give anything further it'll give away the everything brie we have never not spoiled a movie on this podcast okay. you're gonna all of a sudden not well then let me just say i have a this is counting towards your words no this my my summary is done this is starting in on my opinion <laughs> i have a hard time with time loop stuff it makes my brain hurt. Any sort of time, timey wiminess. I can't even think too hard about Doctor Who because I just try to make sense of it, and there's no way to make sense of time loops. Okay, so Brie kind of just shot past spoiling it for you and just went to looking at the vehicle through which the story <laughs> is delivered. So Triangle is a group of people. Uh, go on a yacht cruise, which immediately makes me unsympathetic to any of their problems. Yeah. I just, I'm like, oh, you have yacht money? Well, and it's... A three-bedroom yacht. Yeah. <laughs> so, the main character is Melissa George. Yep. She's a mom with a son that is autistic. Which, I gotta say, when she gets on the yacht and Sally and Douche McGee, rich people, um... She uses the hard R word, and that just instantaneously made me cringe. Sally does? Yeah. Yeah. Again, very unsympathetic towards the rich people in this movie. Yeah. Which I get. Um, <laughs> Three-bedroom yacht thing. And uh, they're on the boat, and it's owned by a guy named Greg. Yeah. Who also lives on that boat with an 18-year-old boy, played yeah. by Liam Hemsworth. Which is frequently called cute. And he's got... Like this rando tattoo on his arm that kind of you're supposed to kind of make make you think that he's just not a great person, but he's totally kind the whole entire time and super helpful. Yeah. So they're on this yacht. It gets uh, they pick up a distress signal, which uh, is asking for help while they're radioing the Coast Guard because they've all of a sudden become dead in the water. And. That was probably the eeriest part of the movie. Yeah, and then a, a storm um, capsizes their boat, and one of the people is swept out to shore. So this out to sea, out to shore, sea, whatever. She no longer part of this movie. Heather. Heather, yes. Um, like all Heather's, somewhat forgettable. <laughs> um, but one of the things that it is is she, the reason why Heather's on that boat is because Downey and Sally, the, the rich two rich people. friends bring Heather along as like a date for Greg. Well, Greg invited Jess, Jess, um, AKA Melissa George. Yeah. Melissa George on the boat. Cause he was interested in her. Um, and she Liam, was a waitress. Yes. And William Hemsworth is just along for the ride. Yeah. Um, anyways, they, the, she gets swept out to see Heather does. Um, and then they see the boat and Jess gets them to go on board. Because they're sitting on top of the capsized yep. sailboat. Yacht. Three-bedroom yacht. Which is weird because Greg is the one that owns that boat, but he doesn't come off as a rich, douchey person. No. It, I mean, it's his houseboat yacht. Yeah. But it's a three-bedroom one. And I also laughed because when they said it, they keep talking about, oh, I have three bedrooms on this thing. It's not like I can sleep in them all. But the one bedroom we see is literally the entire room is bed. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't hear bragging a lot about something. I don't know if it's braggable. I feel like if you just spread out a little, you could hit all three rooms. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a person that's like, that'd be like calling your studio apartment, like just your bedroom. <laughs> It's like, oh, look, look at all this space in my bed. I have a thousand square foot bedroom. 
and the kitchen and the bathroom. See, it's got a walk-in <laughs> closet because when I walk in the door, I'm technically in my closet. <laughs> um, but they go on this ship and it's empty, deserted. Nobody's there. It's named the Aeolus. Yes. And I had to like I had to do my my nerd thing where I had to look up and be like, well, is this going to be informative of anything in the plot? Not really. I, I mean, Aeolus gives Odysseus a bag of wind, which just sounds like he gave him like a bag full of farts. I mean, other than the fact that the thing that triggered it was the wind stopping. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then a fast storm coming in. Yeah. I Yeah. So maybe there's that reference, but it's also... Um, the greed of Odysseus's crew causes them to open the bag of wind and blows them offshore. So they, t- their journey back home takes longer. Well, and then they also mention Sisyphus, who's the guy that keeps on having to roll the rock, walk, rock up the hill. Right. Uh, because he committed, uh, you know, a, a relatively minor sin. Which, I mean, technically, Jess's journey is just her continually rolling a rock up a hill. Yeah. It, if you haven't piece together breeze talk about time loops and kind of some of the things we're setting up they're on this boat like little bits of ominous things happening they find blood in one spot keys just kind of thrown in one place another um jess finds herself basically stuck in a time loop where she is reliving the same sequence of events it's a horror movie version of groundhog's day yeah um except except uh, she doesn't she falls asleep only in very strategic moments it's not it's not triggered by her sleeping it's triggered by all of the people being dead yes so she they've discovered that somebody else is on this boat um one by one they all kind of get picked off except for um all of a sudden out of nowhere liam hemsworth's character uh attacks her and he has a wound in the back of his head that we don't know how he got. Nope. And she fights him off by um, inserting oh, her finger into his I neck I had to wound. look away. And Kevin was gagging next to me, so uh, that was probably a good choice. She finger blasted that neck hole. Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's so unnecessary. I have no better way to describe what happened, though, is the problem. <laughs> I was like thinking about it. I was like, she tickled his cerebellum. Oh, too much. Yeah. And then she goes to the other room and she's getting accused of having shot Greg. Um, and Downey and Sally are like, Greg told us before he died that you killed him. And then all of a sudden, uh, the masked character from the cover pops up and shoots them with, again, I am not super sympathetic to the people that die in this movie because they're very rich because they get shot with a skeet shotgun. Oh, is that like a what double it was? barreled skeet gun? That's why they, it was on the boat is because the, the boat had a, probably a skeet range. Oh. So they were shooting clay targets. That's why it's this double barreled, like very nice shotgun. <laughs> so though uh, Sally and Downey get killed. Jess um, escapes with the killer tracking her down. She fights with the killer a little bit. Finally, uh, kind of gets the upper hand on the killer and all of a sudden, the killer says, you have to kill them. It's the only way to save our son. The boat will come back when they're all dead. Mm-hmm. And then falls off the edge of the boat. And then Jess is kind of left all of a sudden seeing the scene reset itself. Like, all of a sudden, she hears sounds, and it's... It's them on the boat. It's them on the yacht, the, the capsized, capsized yacht coming aboard again. And we see this version of Jess kind of living through back through the story, realizing that she's starting to fill in some of the things that happen. Like she's the one that dropped the keys and she's the one that left the blood and and she thinks she's gotten the upper hand of this. And then she finally gets down into this. It's like a staff room. It's a cruise quarter, crew quarters. Yeah. And she sees a bunch of paper on the floor and it says, um, kill them all. Something, something, kill them all. And she writes it out again on a piece of paper to prove that it's her handwriting. And it's just littered everywhere. So you pretty much, this is the first hint that this is not her first time through. And then she kind of keeps going around and then she looks on a grate and finds a locket stuck to the grate. And it's the locket that she has around her neck it's got the picture of her son in it. And she looks down through the grate and there's like 40 
of the same lockets. Yeah. She goes out to the side of the railings where she sees some blood and she looks and she sees uh, seagulls feasting on Downey's body. Mm-hmm. Which and, we haven't seen Downey's body go overboard yeah. yet. And Liam's Hem- Liam Hemsworth kind of interrupts that and she tries to convince him that Downey's body is there. Mm-hmm. And she scatters the seagulls by throwing an apple at them, which we've all been tempted to do. <laughs> Uh, and then like the body's gone. And so he doesn't believe her and she's, he's kind of trying to restrain her, like saying, snap out of it. You're going crazy. I'm going to do you a favor and not tell anyone about your little manic episode here. Mm -hmm. And she pushes him back to like, tell him, no, I'm not crazy and accidentally impales him. The base of his skull. Yeah. The base of his skull, giving him the head wound that she her earlier version of herself uh, played tickle with. Yes. And so, I mean, and then a couple times, like it basically just runs through this version of Jess resetting the events slightly differently. She mm-hmm. tries to save everyone and nobody listens to her. So then she figures, I have to kill everyone. Like if I can well, kill because... them all, I can get back on the boat or keep them from getting on the boat. And then none of this happens. Right. She figures that out when she sees Sally die. And we see Sally's, what, 50 other bodies. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I get now why I have to kill them all. Because the minute that she looks down and sees the mask covered person go overboard, the yacht shows up again. The capsized yacht shows up again. And so she's like, oh, shit, I do have to kill them all so I can get back on that yacht or stop them from ever getting on the Aeolus. Yeah. Which I also, my other fun trivia about Aeolus is he lives on the island of Aeoli. (laughs) And I just like to think um, he lives on the island of mayonnaise mixed with a little bit of garlic. (laughs) Aeoli's delicious, so I would live on that island. (laughs) Yeah, but I... Just Just hamburgers and pickles for everyone. (laughs) But I just, I also love that, like, that's how we carried that name forward. We're like, it's famous. (laughs) Um, the god of mayonnaise. And see, I thought of Hercules's sidekick character, Aeolus. I know you did. <laughs> I try to think of Kevin Sorbo as little as possible. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, but what we actually learn is as this, she kind of commits now to becoming the mass killer and doing this. Mm-hmm. And, but she Which, gets to. By the way, oh, Kevin. Sorry. Yes. In your assessment in the. In the intro, when you were guessing what it was going to be about, you said, I think she's the masked person. I did predict that she was going to be the and masked killer. And she was. She was. Well done. We were both wrong about it being in the Bermuda Triangle, though. Uh, this movie was actually funded by the UK Lottery and filmed entirely in Queensland, Australia, and set in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> It was a mess. Miami's kind of close to the Bermuda, but (laughs) (laughs) all right. Um, It was also kind of interesting to me because um, she gets to that point again where she she's going to kill the one of the incarnations of herself or basically the Mm -hmm. like time loop version of herself. And she doesn't do it again. And then so she kind of convinces herself or she again delivers the exact same message uh killing them all brings the boat back you have to do it to see our son and then dives off the boat right uh and then that actually throws her to previous when we see her before she gets on the boat and she yeah. goes to her she returns to her her house she sees the version of herself before all of this happening interacting with her son who again is autistic and it was a much different version than than the original scene. Like right. we're seeing it from an outside perspective. Her looking in, she's actually yelled at her son. Yells at her son, has hit him. She slaps him really hard. Um, because he, she was mad because he came, or she came in and there was a cat, or he had ruined one of her toys or one of his toys. Um, it was a toy boat that he had capsized in the pool. Yeah. A little bit of foreshadowing there. Oh, yeah. Hardcore. <laughs> and then she slaps him. And actually, um, one of the things that happened that instigates the slap is that the little boy looks out. His name's Tommy, right? Yes, Tommy. Tommy looks out and sees 
the that, current version of his mom looking back and he kind of he has a moment of panic or scared and so he accidentally knocks over the cup of paint water because he was doing a watercolor that causes his mom to come in and hit him and he, then like go to clean up and he runs off to his room and i think the thing that made me laugh the most was just then decides oh hell no goes to this shed or sorry, rings the doorbell, plays a game of ding dong ditch on herself, then runs to the shed and gets a hammer and then goes back in the house and it cuts to pre time loop Jess getting her hair done or doing her hair. Yep. And we see post time loop Jess just club the shit out of herself. And actually it was it was a pretty impressive scene because um Jess is actually uh pre Jess is actually sitting there in front of a mirror looks in the back and sees current Jess and has this complete look of fear on her face and uh time loop Jess just walks up to her and bashes the fuck out of her and just goes to town and Tommy's standing in the doorway like uh <laughs> yeah. mommy hit mommy and now I'm very confused but I also just kind of love this idea of if you knew you were in this time loop and basically you knew you had a suspicion that things were going to reset or at least you're like, I'm trying to end the time loop. I think you would get very indifferent to mm -hmm. like mortality. Oh, yeah, because there's no consequence. Yeah. If you don't know when it's going to end and you know it's all just going to reset, except the problem with that thought is at that point, she still thought that getting on the capsized yacht was going to do the reset. Well, but also, well, or it could be. I've already done this. There's clearly the time loop starts at a certain point. If I can preempt when it starts and make it go completely different, never get on the boat mm -hmm. and that'll kind of end it. Uh, so she takes her own dead body, which has got to be a little bit um, scary. <laughs> yeah. You're holding the living represent or the no longer living representation of yourself. She, she stuffs it in her the, car, her car, the boot of her car. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's America. This is Miami. <laughs> the trunk. Okay, keep your your tea sipping slang out of this podcast. Okay, she doesn't get in the lorry. She gets in the car, <laughs> and she drives off. And uh, she hits a seagull, and she pulls off the side of the road, and she goes to get the seagull for some for some reason. She's the most conscientious person that's hit a bird. Well, driving. because Tommy was freaking out. Yeah. He was sad that the bird got hit and that there was blood on the windshield. Yeah. And she goes and she goes to throw the seagull off the road and she looks to where she was going to throw it. And she realizes there's 50 dead seagulls. Like Sally's body piled up, but yeah. the seagulls instead. And so she realizes she's still in the time loop. Yep. It's caused her to, which causes her to freak out a little bit that she hasn't actually got, gotten out of exited it. the time loop. So she gets back in the car. She tries to drive off. Tommy distracts her by yelling about the blood on the window. And she's trying to clean it off and calm him down. And she accidentally steers into a semi. Which flips the car. Which flips the car. And everyone's caring for the dead body of Jess that got thrown from the car. The original one that she packed yeah. up in the trunk. And then Tommy, who's is dying. Dead. Dying or dead. And Jess is standing there and a cab driver... Um, in all her, black yeah asks her where he wants she wants to go and she says take me to the harbor and then basically that's when the time loop starts again because she knows should there's still a chance if she can figure out the time loop she yeah. can potentially save tommy yeah which i think was kind of neat because it does lead it does lead a question to what how many times has she gone through this and gotten to that point how many times has it restarted mm -hmm. you know how many times is she stuck in this loop um, I thought that was kind of neat. I agree. Um, I don't think I think I think there's a certain point in this movie, though, that you hit. A, oh, we get it. We just the only thing that I was left wondering was where is going to be the twist that she never escapes the time loop? You know, it, and it, it just there's a couple points where you're like, oh, this is gonna be the point where she realizes it keeps resetting. And that was only kind of the novel thing that I found in it was. Where where does this restart itself yeah um which it's obviously the cab the because she fell asleep in the cab and every time she falls asleep it, yeah. it resets her brain 
Well, does it? Because she fell asleep originally on the boat the first time and didn't reset. She just said, I had a dream about myself being washed ashore. Which was actually a flash forward flashback to yeah. when she jumps off the or she gets pushed off the cruise. Ship. Yeah. And also, like, the question is, which one, which version of this is she? Right. Is Jess? Because um, is this her? Is this? Did we watch the first iteration of Jess going through the time loop and restarting it? No way. Each time, or is this, you know, the hundredth? You know, things like that. Because how far does she keep getting before she realizes it? She's not the original anymore. There's no way she can be. Well, but it becomes again the thing of how many times through it's that. She's a copy of a copy of a copy at this yeah. point. Yeah, or is this all just predestination? Like, this is all going to keep happening, so that's why those things are already there. See, this is why I don't like time loop movies. <laughs> well, and they become so convenient. Um, I think the thing that was cool for me, and it, this is always the cool part, in it, despite the fact that I do have a hard time with time loop movies, except Looper. freaking love Looper. Looper's not really a time loop movie. It's a time travel movie. Yeah, well, same thing. Time travel, time looping. You have it, you have a problem with movies that um, it, are explorations of causality. Yeah. Oh, that was such a pretentious that way of was. saying fucking time loop movie. <laughs> but I think that the thing that I always appreciate is when things that have happened previously come back and you're like, oh, shit, that was that part. Like at one when there was the distress call to yacht right before it capsized, we find out that that was actually Sally in one of the future past iterations actually calling out to Greg on the boat. That was, I will give this movie some credit on that front is different iterations of the time loop change different things that happened, but they all led to the initial them capsizing and getting the boat. Yep. Um, I also appreciated like, the death of Tommy as the inciting instance to make her go back and continue the time loop as like, if I can change this, maybe I can change this. Yeah. Um, I also kind of laughed though. Cause I, I was thinking to myself, there is no evidence at all in this movie that anything can happen differently. Right. Like they can all happen. Oh God. This is why I hate time travel movies <laughs> largely is like, these all these things can happen, but everything that happens is predestined. But there's multiple ways that it can happen. I mean, it's yeah, it's like a multiple multiple universe theory, but that there's only a singular endpoint. It's a multiple choice where D all of the answers are correct, <laughs> all of the answers <laughs> will happen happen. Uh, it's just you can't escape what is decided in that loop. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because like she goes back after getting thrown off the boat and getting hitting land goes back home saves her son professes to him i'm gonna be a better mother i'm gonna do it all better i'm never gonna hit you ever again and then she they die i mean essentially she i mean she's not dead at that point but like that has got to be her hell like she was doing she was being an awful mother and then she gets her comeuppance and she realizes and she has this epiphany and she's trying to do better. And the whole point is, even when she's trying to do better, like he still he still gets hurt. It's almost Sisyphean. <laughs> um, See, I told you that had something to do with yeah. it. Uh, I, I, I also think it's kind of interesting because this is, goes back to that argument about like, well, which version or which iteration is is she? Because um, at the start of the movie, when she first gets on the boat, Liam Hemsworth's character makes a comment that she seems messed up. Yeah. Something's wrong with her. When I asked her about where her son was, she just said, oh, he's at school. And then Greg says. Yeah, he, Greg just says he's at, he's at a school that work, goes seven days a week. Because he's autistic. Victor says it's Saturday. Yeah. And which is also the start of the movie and the end of the movie yeah but I, I was curious i was like well was she distracted also was she distracted because was she a mom that realizes she did a crappy thing by hitting her kid or was this the version of herself that's lived all the way through this time oh. loop and now is trying to orchestrate the events to make him happen to change it and it doesn't happen well no because she's she's in a different outfit She's not when she starts the movie, though. Well, in the start of the movie, she's in that pretty dress she gets right. paint on. 
yeah, so that always that always happens. So that's what I'm saying is you have to ask yourself, like, what point does that time loop start? Oh. And brings that full circle. So, like, does the her dress getting ruined and her having to change into the outfit she's in always happen? Well, but she... Because she, she also always has the doorbell knock. But when she gets on the boat, we have to ask ourselves, is this the same jet that we end the movie with as I first got on the boat. I, so it's, Interesting. And I'm, I'm doing a very poor job of explaining it, but it's like, how many times has she been through this loop? Does she, did, when we see at the start of the movie, her getting on the boat, yeah. is that a Jess that knows that the time loop is happening all over again? So I, in my opinion, I think it resets when she falls asleep in the taxi cab. But we, as we've seen, she, she retains her memory of everything that happens up to that point. But because she doesn't get out of the taxi cab and be like, oh, I don't know where my son is. She, the taxi cab just, driver just asks, will you be back? And she said, yes, I'll be back. So I'm wondering how many times this Jess, if we assume we've seen her start going through this time loop all the way back through, she knows she's going to come back all the way through. See, again, I figure there's a reset at one of the times she falls asleep because she falls asleep in the taxi cab. She falls asleep in the boat and then she falls asleep when she's on shore. So I think in one of the points where she falls asleep, that's the reset point. Uh, you keep saying a reset point, but she retains all of her memories. It's not like... But she doesn't retain all of her memories because throughout her getting on the yacht and then on the boat, she keeps saying, I feel like I've been here before, but she doesn't know that. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think we're seeing the original Jess and then she's just keeps going through it. That's why, like, again, it's a weird one. The other thing, um, I, this is, again, why I hate time travel movies, because we can just <laughs> keep arguing that same point, and then you're like, but what? And since there's no definitive answer, you're just like, fuck it. Right. Uh, let's never talk about the movie again. I even Googled it. There's no yeah. definitive answer. Yeah. It's kind of like arguing the end of Inception. I'm like, I hate you so much when we have those talks. Not you particular, but anyone that's having that talk with me. <laughs> I just immediately, I'm like, I will take that top and just poke it in your eye. That'll make it stop. Uh, the other thing that I I was curious about when we were watching this movie was uh, I completely lost that whole point. I had a, this idea, and then I was just getting so mad at Inception. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be so Which philosophical and deep. a Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie, just like Looper. <laughs> I'm wait. so glad I found a way to connect those two ideas. <laughs> um so this is this is one of the reviews from the Scotsman. It says a trickily plotted and slickly made effort that nevertheless can't quite make its premise fly in a gripping enough fashion. I I think like I was interested. Um, again, I felt like the only thing that surprised me with this movie was trying to figure out how many iterations, where does this loop actually start? What's the, you know, yeah. can she actually change anything? Or is it just that like this loop runs concurrently with itself a couple times in this story? Yeah. Because she, she kills Sally one way and then we see her kill Sally another way. Actually, we see her kill Sally like three different ways. And she keeps seeing herself. Yeah. So it, it's how many times does is this actually running parallel? That I think is kind of interesting. Well, um, but it's not explored enough in the movie to make me really care. And I think it's interesting because at a certain point, depending on how many times they're through the iteration, like even if you're trying to avoid yourself, you're not going to be able to avoid it. Like at a certain point, that whole ship's going to be filled because there's <laughs> only so many ways that you can reroute yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and also you're like, dude, all you had to do was like put a couple of the dead bodies hanging over the boat when the the yacht comes up. Right. I mean, just... Like, let them very clearly know, murder yacht <laughs> or murder cruise ship. And But then again, I've seen how Carnival Cruise conducts itself, so people will be like, this is pretty standard for a cruise line. Yeah. I just... Sorry, Carnival. Um... I'm... I, I don't know. I don't know how I would... At a certain point, wouldn't you just, like, sit down? <laughs> just, fine. Fine. Uh, I'm not doing anything. Fuck you, time. Um, I'm just going to sit here. Yeah. Well, maybe that's what happens. And then, you know, they cut it because they're like, that's kind of boring. <laughs> um, that's not intriguing at all. 
<laughs> I think the other thing that I got with this movie was um, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more of a slasher horror or just even more of a horror feel. Um, it wasn't like that at all. And no. it was all during the daytime, too. Yeah, it was, which is kind of surprising for a horror movie. Um, actually, I, I, I hesitate to call this a horror movie. It's a, a thriller. Yeah. Like, with some other element to it. But it's just, it's not very scary. I no. mean, the thought of being stuck in a time loop is existentially terrifying until you realize, like, oh, if that's oh, if time is always going to reset itself during There's no this window, I'm effectively a god. So as long as she can do what she can to get back on shore, uh-huh. there's no consequences for those murders. There's yep. no there's no psychological trauma. I hope I'm not making myself sound like a sociopath. But like you can kill those people, not feel guilty about it because it'll reset. Yeah. They will always be alive and dead. They're Schrodinger's humans. Yeah. And then anything after that is until you do something that resets that time loop, there's no there's no rules for it. Right. And honestly, like, if she (laughs) sounds awful, but if she wouldn't have gone back to the harbor after Tommy and her had died in that car, uh, car crash, um, she'd be free and clear. Like we we can assume, right? She goes back to the she goes back to the harbor because she she can reset it in a way to make it so Tommy doesn't die. Right. So if she would have just walked away instead of going to the harbor, like, would that have stopped the time loop? And she could just go be an anonymous someone with no consequences oh, in life. Wouldn't that have been terrible? She identity thefts herself. Yeah. <laughs> like she lets the the pre-time loop version of herself go to the harbor, have a nice date day. And she like just steals her bank account or her own money and just pieces out. Or, you know. No, but what I'm saying is like if she didn't go back to the harbor and her. So after Tommy's death? After Tommy's death. But she could, she knows if, there's the other thing is, she didn't have to kill the version of herself. She could have let the version of herself go to the harbor, and then she could have just peaced out. Yeah, but And that would have continued, because Tommy would have still gone to, we assume, the school or the daycare. Yeah. Um, To be taken care of. So there's there's ways to have done it where she she only has to kill people that well, were going to get, were, are technically still alive, no matter how you look at the time loop. But she got mad at herself for being an awful mom. Right. Yeah. And, but I mean, yes. And then she, I guess she could have also, at any point, she could just be like, no, I'm done. You know, when the car accident happened, she could have been like, oh, no, I don't know these people. And then left. And, but that's bad because she, she loves her son. She just, right. I mean, that's the driving She had factor. a terrible moment uh, yeah. where she makes a, a, a horrendous choice to hit her child in anger. Well, just in general, hitting your kid. I think it'd be weirder if you hit them and you were like smiling. <laughs> yes, uh, that's messed up. Yeah. But, don't hit your children. <laughs> yeah, don't. Um, but she she makes that choice. She could have chosen not to. There's a couple different things. Uh, you know, she could have also popped the tires on her own car so she couldn't leave to go to the, the marina. Right. Um, but she could have she... also walked in the door and been like, hey, look, you go have fun. I'm going to chill with Tommy. Uh, oh my god stay on the yacht <laughs> how great would that be she just cloned herself and so then there's two of her to take care of tommy oh my god it's uh, a reboot of multiplicity with I mean, michael keaton that would have been a good choice too just yeah. said hey listen i've learned from our 150 previous mistakes on this boat let's just chill out you go to the harbor have a good time i'll stay with tommy <laughs> Make sure you avoid this certain spot in the ocean. We'll work a really cool magic trick. We'll make an all-female version of the Prestige. We'll just switch off Dayton Greg, like NBD. I'll get a I'll get a second job, and then we'll be rolling in the dough. Yeah. I mean, really, she could have had it good. She could have. She could have had it good. Yeah, but she got. I you know maybe murder is like potato chips. You just can't have one <laughs> once you pop you can't stop <laughs> yeah. like wrinkles yeah it's just <laughs> so kevin we've done a lot of discussing this movie oh it hurts my head it does see that i mean i know it sounds stupid when i say time time stuff messes with my brain and but but it does it you can't make sense of time loops or time travel it just maybe time travel forward but not time travel backward 
I will say when a movie centers its plot around time travel stuff, mm-hmm. it gets incredibly frustrating. Yes. Uh, especially... I, I don't feel like this one did it, but, you know, some do where they're like, look how smart and funny we can be, but or like clever we are with this causality stuff. This movie is just it doesn't try to be. And I think that's maybe one of the things that makes me more enjoying it than um, a movie that kind of gets up its own ass about time travel. Right. I'm trying to think of a good example of what that is. I can't think of one right off the top of my head. I try to um, not continue to think about time travel movies because they make my brain hurt yeah well and i like ones you know that's what i loved about looper is when they yes. try to point out the plot hole in it and can we just watch like, looper next? we can watch looper okay. um we're not do we want to do a podcast no because we've both we, seen it we've both seen it it was kind of ruined, times. <laughs> ruined by its covers whole premise um, <laughs> we've already yeah. ruined it a couple times <laughs> it's our podcast we do what we want that's because you like to drink um <laughs> you have a problem i haven't I drank in called, a really long time i've called this episode to an intervention um <laughs> no it, I, I like in Looper when they're like, look, if you think about this too much, we're going to be here all day. Um, yeah. And I feel like I feel like in some ways Triangle was trying to do that, too. Is like, no, we want to point out the horror of a time loop, not make you think too much about it. Yeah, I, I despite our discussions and how much time travel stuff messes with me, I actually enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I just I think we're the wrong kind of person for this kind of this genre, because I just I don't. I don't like sit there and navel gazing um, and feeling like I have to set up a flow chart. <laughs> yeah. like, we don't have string in this house, so we can't be like making it Murder look like board. a yeah, serial killer's <laughs> lair. Just string pointing different things. Um, so, Brie, do you recommend this movie? I would say, yeah. Sure, why not? You know, I, I don't dislike anything that it did i thought all the acting was pretty decent in it i think even though we pretty much told everything that happened it's still i think you'd still enjoy watching it yeah um i think you could uh i think the only way to make this movie better is uh if liam hemsworth would not have been shaved bald almost or replay him with like a gina carano oh well i mean come but on but then there's no way anyone would have overpowered Liam Hemsworth was like a baby in this because this was in 2009. Yeah, he's supposed to be an 18 year playing an 18 year old, and they actually cast it sounds like almost an 18 year old. Yeah. Um, I I don't know what I would do to tweak this movie. Um, I I think it I think it is what it is, and there wouldn't really be a point in tweaking it because, I mean, the whole movie itself was a twist, so the putting a twist on a twist would that just make a straight line or would it just be a knot uh, i don't know that's a weird almost idiom it almost <laughs> sounds like it's just like a, a a saying that you're giving us like you can't <laughs> twist a twist then you just end up with a knot um i i think i wouldn't change anything about it yeah i, I mean would it, you change it's perfectly serviceable would you change the cover uh, I think I would have uh, a little bit um, just because I think the cover establishes a horror movie vibe that's pretty absent, a serial killer vibe that's absent from the movie. Mm-hmm. Though yeah. then again, uh, depending how many times she goes through that time loop, she might be the universe's biggest murderer. Yeah. Biggest prolific serial killer. <laughs> of the same. Of the same four people. people. <laughs> Um, oh, what's really sad is like technically, Heather got swept out to, to see. So I wonder so if Heather's she, still alive. She's not in the loop at all. Is she not oh, in God, the loop? What if there was a, a like a post credit scene? Is there like a bubble that <laughs> I don't this know. space is just looping? I don't know. That's again, it's one of those ones like, again, we have to, you, if you keep thinking about that, you're just, you go down a rabbit trail that eventually is going to make you like watch youtube videos trying to explain how this I works and then the next one's gonna like link you to some weird I like reviews it, that would have said it would have been better if there would have been no women in this movie i think that um it's rabbit hole not rabbit trail it is uh <laughs> when i repeat this time loop brie i will correct that yes <laughs> um so what would you change on the cover i 
do not have a good idea of what to change. Um, I wonder if you could do, first off, I would ditch the tagline, which was fear comes in waves. Well, there's two taglines depending on which cover you see. One says fear comes in waves and one says terror comes in waves. I know, which is so frustrating because they're both so close to each other and we're like, oh, is this what you changed in the time loop of the cover? <laughs> um, Did they want Mandala affect us? Yeah. <laughs> Mandela. That's it. <laughs> Mandala. <laughs> That's not right. As soon as I said it, I was like, hmm. that doesn't seem Look right. Look who went on a little uh, rabbit hole. Uh, where did that go? <laughs> Thank God we have each other to fix our mistakes. Or just point them out and never fix them post. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I would change on this. I would change that tagline. That tagline is Trash. dog poop because that it tagline makes you think it's going to be a horror movie. And I, I don't know. I just I don't like movies when they completely misdirect you as to what the genre right. is, which I get. You want to keep some of the the movie a secret or suspense, but it generates enough talking or dialogue afterwards that I don't think letting me know I'm going to be in for kind of a a, a trippier experience. Yeah, did I we? I won't even call it trippy, but just like a, a more thinking experience. I don't think that would have been bad. Did we also point out that the boat's name is Triangle? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know one thing we didn't point out? This movie has the crappiest, most lazily generated CGI birds I've ever seen. Which is really interesting because that seagull that they keep having fly throughout the whole movie uh, was actually the turning point in her realizing she wasn't out of the time loop. Yeah, and I also I made reference to, I wonder if that's supposed to also be, since it's a seagull, an allusion to the rhyme of the ancient mariner which is a guy that basically gets con- cursed to undeath uh, because he kills a seagull. Oh. Yeah. So is he and immortal? The rest, and he has to watch the rest of his crew die. Oh. Weird. Yeah. He, he's got doomed to wander the earth, basically telling people the story or teaching them a lesson um, while he is, well, his crew died. Oh. Yeah. So, again, we have Sisyphus, who, you know, rolls the boulder up hills for eternity mm-hmm. and just to watch him roll back down. You have the ancient mariner that's, like, forced to live out this curse. There's a couple illusions that she's never going to get out of this thing. Which is so, just sad. Yeah. I, I don't know what I would have included in this cover to make it a little bit more clear. I just know the movie made me think more serial killer murder. She's having a hallucination than it did... Um, timey wimey weirdness and we should probably we probably can get sued by the bbc because <laughs> i've seen that crap on shirts so you know it's copyrighted <laughs> um i think for the cover i would have had the just the sailboat and i would have it on top of the water and then i would have it flipped in a mirror image oh that would have been good uh the storm kind of behind it yeah the sailboat i would have done sailboat could you maybe have done also the cruise ship like like dwarfing it oh mirrored um oh i you know i don't i don't know but i do think you'd need almost that mirror image consistently in there Mm -hmm. um because that's again this idea that it's all happening um yeah so brie where can they find us if they want to hear more of these these uh, spicy hot takes and anger at time travel. So I don't even wear a watch. That's how much I hate time travel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think a watch starts or ends time travel. Love. Okay, look, <laughs> uh, the concept of time is just that it's a man-made construct. <laughs> I am not beholden your understanding of chronology. I, I have to say that 2020 has really made me question the point of time in general. <laughs> yeah. Does it matter? <laughs> yeah, years should go by how they feel. What's so funny about this this movie is I don't like discussing these kind of movies, but this I will. This was fun though. I will argue in Watchmen about Doctor Manhattan's perception of time for hours. I'm like, that is my favorite thing to talk about. But you give me a movie where it's just a bunch of white people on a yacht killing each other over and over again. I'm like, I do not care. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry that happened to you on your upper middle class date. (laughs) Um, 
So you can find us on, I don't even have a good transition for that little rant you did. No, uh, we didn't have time for it. <laughs> did I'm we sorry. have no I, time I or put, all the time? I put you out time? of the loop on it. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at By It's Cover Pod. Uh, we also have a Facebook, By It's Cover Podcast. Uh, Kevin, where can we find you in your comedy? Because you have live comedy happening again. I do have live comedy happening again. You can always keep track of that on at Kevin Egg on Twitter and Instagram, as well as Kevin Eggleston on Facebook. Isn't there an underscore in one of yours? Kevin underscore Egg. On, Good job. On Twitter and Instagram? On Twitter and Instagram. Okay. Don't You're forget, so good at this. Don't forget the underscore. Those you are important. Uh, you can't score if you don't get the underscore. <laughs> All right. And again, we want to give a special thank you to Robert for uh, recommending this one to us. And you can find him at Robert Schmobert. Yep. On no, Instagram. No C. Nope. <laughs> so I wonder if that makes it Schmabert. <laughs> All right, Bree. Any final thoughts? Uh, thanks for listening. We will, well, you'll hear us again. <laughs> you will. Take care of yourselves. Take care of other people around you. Yep. What he said. Bye. Bye.